Yo, Rob. Yo, I mean. What's the biggest complaint I always have whenever we record these podcasts? Besides Jerv being too sleepy, um, I think it's you forget to name a couple of things. You always want to talk about some extra stuff. Oh, man. It's the worst feeling in the world. When we get done and we say cut and I'm sending the files to Rob and I say, shit, I forgot we were going to talk about this topic or that topic. Well, guess what? We're not going to have those problems anymore. If you go ahead and download the Stereo app. That's right. Go to Stereo.com slash Darth Amin and make sure you are linked and subscribe to us. And we're going to talk about all of the different things that I always forget about. This is a great app. Every time you guys are listening to this pod, you say, oh, I wish I could chime in. But you're listening to a pod. You can never chime in. It's pre-recorded. Guess what? With stereo, you're able to have your voice heard. You can ask real-time questions about either the pod episode we recorded or whatever we're talking about at the time. It's great. It's a forum for you to listen to your favorite podcasters. That'll be me and are yours truly all at the Count the Things Network. And we're going to be out here. We're going to do this regularly multiple times a week. Just hop on stereo, download the app, subscribe, follow Darth the Mean, follow Talk Hoops, follow Trayvon, follow Big Waz, all of us. You know who we are. You search for us on the stereo app. You will find us and subscribe to us and be a part of these conversations real time. Have the ability to ask the questions that you want to ask. Stop us when we're on some bullshit, as we are frequently. And of course, Catch some content that goes above and beyond what you listen to in the podcast you already love. Again, that is the Stereo app. And you can follow me, Stereo.com slash Amin. You can look up everybody else by their handles. Their handles are all the same as what we have on social media. You can join us multiple times a week. I love Stereo. I'm on the app talking all the time. Follow me and get notified every time. I go live. We live in a cesspool, septic tank, a gigantic sewage complex in which runs the dregs, the filth, the misery-laden slop of the race of man, his hatreds, his prejudices, his passions, and his violence. And the keeper of the sewer? Yeah. Man. Uh, Take germs, for example. Germs. Uh huh. In the 18th century, no such thing. Not a nothing. No one ever imagined such a thing. No sane person ever. Ah, ah. Along comes this doctor. Ah, ah, ah. Semmelweis. Semmelweis. Semmelweis comes along. He's trying to convince people, well, other doctors mainly, that there's these teeny tiny invisible bad things called germs that get into your body and make you sick.
Hello. It is the new year today. Oh, happy new year. Thank you. Interesting. Is it always around February 12th? Um, it's not on an exact date. It's different every year. Um, it's always around the same time as Mardi Gras. Like they're usually, I think, within the same week in general. That's interesting. Based on the lunar calendar. Yeah, yeah, I figured as much. But it's always, so it's like Easter. It's usually late January to early February. You mean Mardi Gras could be in late January? Um, yes. Usually it's like the, it's anywhere between like the first week of February and like mid-March sometimes. For Mardi Gras. Huh. Early Testing March, one, I two, three. Am I low? No. I cannot, like, figure this mic out. You sound normal today. Yeah. It's just like my level. My level should be hotter. So low when I look at my level. Um, That's interesting. That's very interesting. What are they... Oh, wait, you're not New Orleans. I always make that mistake. Yeah, I'm not in New Orleans anymore. I think New or- uh, Mardi Gras is supposed to be weird this year because they canceled all the parades and shut down all the bars, which is good for them. Cause that made it... They, it they made bad. it... They made it through last year, right? Yeah, last year was like the super spreader event, which is why Louisiana was one of the worst states early on. Was it here yet? I don't know about that. I can't remember. I can't remember when it got here. When did it get here, allegedly? When did... COVID start in the United States. I could type faster than that, but I'm kind of tired. The first case, oh, January. 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 Can't believe, you know, it's funny. January took so long. To get through, and February's it's halfway through already. Yeah, well, February is like a short month. All right, so and it's like f- only short by like two days, but it feels way shorter for some reason, right? February. Yeah. Yeah, it always flies. But this it's is- literally only two days less than like. Any other yeah, month, then it's like, right. why does it always feel like way shorter? It's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. It's very interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they like, I have this feeling they're like doing something with the world where they speed up time, slow down time. I've talked about this. And like, that was, there's stuff on Google now that like is talking about it. You know, um, you know, I'm t- you know, you're tired when you go to Google and type in Google. Um, earth spins faster something like that right oh yeah and i I said the earth spun faster than normal last year according to scientists tired of these uh you know there's this guy out there i don't want to say i'm tired of scientists because i know that stirs up people's emotions 
But um, there's this guy out there. You know, I, I what I have a problem with is Harvard scientists. You know, why are they the best? Why is it that the Harvard scientists? Because now there's this guy out there. I forget his name. But he's talking about how aliens probably exist in the universe. I mean, it's like I've plenty of people have thought this, man. But now because he's from Harvard, you know, what I mean? before it was like a deep, dark conspiracy. But now Harvard guy says it. And now it's like mainstream. You know? Mm, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. He was on the, I don't. He was on the, I don't he was place a, more value on Harvard scientists than I do. No. I don't ones. either, but the news media does what I'm saying. And they always well, make it a point to thing, say, though, Harvard scientists. People that are from Harvard, that go to Harvard, they need to let you know that they went to Harvard, right? So maybe it's more of like a Harvard hubris <laughs> thing in, instead of like... Um, I mean, it's, it's like that with the... the you know. I mean, do you know any person that went to Harvard that doesn't like constantly remind you that they went to Harvard? Because I don't. Pablo doesn't. I always forget, in fact... <laughs> <laughs> I just like, know because he has a they, there's that ongoing feud with Mina, the Harvard versus Yale feud that like the it's like a joke, but it's it's like a bit, uh, but it's funny. So I I never forget. <laughs> um, but I mean in person he doesn't do that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what He's you mean. Like, I mean, and I'm also just I'm like kind of joking. Like I'm not saying yeah, I know. every single person that when Harvard is like, you know, a conceited asshole. It's like not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying that, there's like that, that like that, preconception. I mean, that was the thing with generally like I remember when I was in my teenage years, like just college itself, you know, you had to have the bumper sticker and everyone has the sweatshirts, you know, <laughs> like no matter what school it was, you know, people love to brag about their schools. You know, it's like. I remember it. Lo- even at Loomis funny at Harvard prep school. meme the other day. It was a reel on, on Instagram or TikTok that was like this. It was like one of the ones where this this girl is like in front of a mirror and like this song is playing. And it's like four years ago, I failed to get into Harvard. And then today she's like, I bought a Harvard sweatshirt. <laughs> Instead of being like, I got in. It's like, right. today I bought myself That's a Harvard That's what I'm saying. Sweatshirt. That's what I'm saying. Just, you know, you, you can just walk around with a Harvard, Harvard, or uh, you can buy a Harvard sweatshirt and be like, yo, man, what's up? What's up? And, you know, but then there's also the, there's this school at Harvard that you can kind of easily get into. I forget what it's for specifically. I think it's for teaching. Um and you could apply to that school and not really technically be at Harvard, but still get to say you went to Harvard. I forget what it is, but um, my cousin did it. My cousin, Aaron. Um, and it was funny because, you know, he would brag about going to Harvard. 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 But it's, um, um, yeah, it's just like the amount... Like, cause there's the guy, he, he appeared on Joe Rogan's show just recently, um, talking about that thing that threw, that flew through our solar system last year. Do you remember that? Amuamu or whatever it was that yes. object that just came out of nowhere. And, I do. you know, remember and talking about it on this show, you know, 
he's from Harvard, so he's allowed to be like conspiracy theory guy. You know, what I mean? he's got no evidence. It's <laughs> like, like literally like nothing other than I, I think this might be um, aliens. You know, I just think it's a little extreme here. If he went to like Central Connecticut State University, he come on, this guy's a whack job. <laughs> right you know what i'm saying like everything that comes out is and i don't see you don't see much from yale honestly you know you see a little a couple little things from princeton forget about brown you know what's what's going on with brown <laughs> never hear about them yeah right what are the other ivy leagues what is cornell. it cornell harvard cornell hmm what do we hear from Cornell? Some Just bird uh, the shit. birding Twitter that you always tag in the mailbag thread. By the way, I always find it funny, too, because there's this great bird crisis in the world. You never hear about it from Cornell. So it's all, you know, fluffy feathers and bright colors over there. <laughs> um, anyway, what's where's where's Zacharu? Anyone did deep? we get, get a word? I don't know. Uh, Zagaruski. Zagaru. I was fixing my mic. Am I low? I think you sound fine, but you were like oh, saying yeah, that you, you sound, sound you were you were saying that you sound weird and that you couldn't get your sound high to me. Figured it out. <laughs> oh, a little too early. A little too early. About an hour away. About an hour. Oh, wait, what did Steph Curry do last night? I saw he lit up my timeline. And I was dropped like, who like are they playing? 40. The Magic? They played Fuck the this. Magic. He had to drop 40 <laughs> to beat the Magic. But that's <laughs> that's the team. The, and the Magic are, like, depleted. They're, like... They have, like, eight players. Yeah. <laughs> and, and two of them are, like, Dwayne Bacon and yeah. Gary Clark Jr. Yeah, it's wow. not great. But, you wow. know, Steph looked great. He looks phenomenal, so... I yes, get why people get excited about the performance. He didn't play all last year. So, you know, I'm not going to begrudge people, even if it is against the Magic, <laughs> appreciating a and enjoying his his, his, yeah. his brilliance. Yeah, his February numbers are pretty fun right now. Yeah, he's I like he's watching them against San Antonio. And, and uh, I don't know, I, that's Magic. Magic is not a draw for me. No. Know. It's not a drop no, for anyone. Not a draw at all. It dropped off so far for me. It's like, honestly, it, has like, it been well, anything since the Penny Hardaway days? Like, is anyone a Magic last fan Magic now? Team like, was the Dwight Howard, JJ Redick, um, yeah, I like I like Shard Lewis, Turkey Glue. Yeah, 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 that was a fun team. Oh, that was one of my favorite teams. I love that, that team. Super fun team. I watched it 09. broke my heart in 09 when they fucking snapped the Cavs in half. Um, but but that, yeah, I mean, I thought they were like such a third team. I thought they were they the should best have beat team the Lakers. The then they year. compounded that by losing to the damn Lakers four straight. Right? Nah, they didn't get What's swept. This? I think they lost in six games. It was pretty competitive. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. But the um, Lakers were definitely the overwhelming favorites. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, what's your favorite team? Do you have a favorite team? Duke. The Pelicans and the Sixers? The Dukies. Okay. I'm wearing right, a so Sixers jersey right now because it's my only red jersey, and it's New Year. We were red on the New Year. Fire. Oh, Happy New Year. Fire. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Did you know there's a correlation between Mardi Gras and 
Chinese New Year? I mean, the correlation is just that it it happens to fall within like the same, <laughs> same two time. weeks every year. It's not actually like really. Mardi Gras is secretly Chinese. Do not doubt Google. <laughs> Chinese New Year and Mardi Gras. What does Mardi Gras mean? Mardi Gras is just the 40 days before Easter. But what's Mardi Gras? What is that? Maze, you got to have that. Carnival. Carnival? What's your friend up to does the costumes? Man, that's a great question. I've seen she's (laughs) on her Instagram. um, I was about to say her real name. She doesn't want people to know her real name. But Globy, she's turned into a bit of a, like, she's leaned even more into influencing um, on Instagram. Yeah, in these past few months, like, it's been a little bit of shift because I don't think any of these places are doing it yet. But who knows? Because, like, somewhere like Jamaica, you can go to Jamaica right now. I don't know if you can go to Trinidad yet, but you can go to Jamaica. So I don't know about these other island nations, right? Like, I don't know about Barbados or um, the the Virgin Islands and, and places like that. But I know that some of the islands is opening up, so I wouldn't be shocked that they allowed a certain amount of tourists to come and spend money and invigorate the economy, man. Like I get it. Um, it's the year of the ox. Yep. That's how Mm. I know my brother is 36 because he's year of the ox. And whenever you are, it's your year. It means your age is a multiple of 12. Is it every 36 years? It changes to the back to the, no, it's every 12. So I'm sorry. So yeah. 12 years, there's 12 there's symbols. 12. Yeah. What are they? We got the ox, we got the rat. Tiger is next. Rabbit is after tiger because that's me. Um, and there's, yeah, there's the rat, there's snake, there's snake. dragon. Dragon, um, owl? No, I don't think owl is one. Um, A horse is definitely horse. one. Sheep? Um, sheep is one. That's my little brother. <laughs> really? My little brother is sheep. This yeah. the year of the sheep? Wow. Young, yeah. Interesting. Um, that's eight. What else we got? That's only eight. How about, is there a pig? You're the pig? Yeah, 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 for sure. You're the pig. Um, I'm like totally like bad Asian right now. And I can't like name you all of them. I used to be able to name you all of them in Chinese, but uh, I'm rusty. All right, here they are. Here we go. Got it. Rat, ox, tiger, rabbit. That's the one we didn't hit. Yeah, dragon. I said rabbit because I said I'm oh, okay. rabbit. Yeah, oh, okay. I know ox, I'm tiger, sorry. rabbit. I thought you said you were a tiger. Oh, no. <clears> I'm, <throat> tiger is the year between – it's always between me and my brother. So I know it's ox, tiger, rabbit. But those are, that's uh, the only like uh, sequence that I know. <laughs> a monkey. Monkey? Oh, yeah, yeah, monkey. And here's your bird, the rooster. Oh, the rooster. Rooster, that's right. <laughs> Dog and pig. So now this one – I just find it interesting that all these are animals except for a dragon. <laughs> so the dragon is an animal. Isn't it the dragon a lizard and a dinosaur rolled into one? Yeah, technically. And uh, the dragon has always existed in Chinese history. Like The dragon is very important to us. I understand that, but it's it's uh, is this going important to you guys? Y'all niggas gonna make me unleash the dragon. Yeah, All right, really let's see. Unleash the dragon. Let's see what I am here. <laughs> oh, about cultural oh, appropriation. Oh, of course, you're the tiger. I'm the tiger, baby. Just a little. 
So well, at least that- Tiger is Asian, Jade. So you know, he has a sort of right to to the culture. <laughs> Tiger, it's right. Forgot about that. <laughs> the year of the Tiger Woods. Interesting. So what is? Do they have meanings? Like, is it like? Oh, here we go. So here's Eden. The rabbit is a tame creature representing hope and life for a long time. It is tender and lovely. The moon goddess Cheng Yi in the Chinese legend has a rabbit as her pet, which yes. stimulates the thought that only this creature is amiable enough to match her noble beauty. Yeah, there was um, actually recently a movie called Over the Moon that was about mm-hmm. the legend of um, the rabbit in the moon. It's a kid's movie, so if you have kids, you should definitely watch it. It's educational. It's cute. We have a little rabbit living in our yard. A wild? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, like, wild, though, or, like, do y'all feed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's wild. Um, And it's funny because with the snow out, you can see the tracks it makes kind of every day because what what he does uh, is goes underneath the bird feeder where all these seeds are. And grabs what what it can, I guess, and then hops back into the into the garden. Um, Maze, what's up with you? And what's up, Doc? Chilling. The cats. Yeah. Me. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> Sorry, computer. Computer is having fun. Oh I'm no! Back. How? What's the status of? The computer. It's the same. How are we? It just, I honestly feel like it's an old car and it needs to like warm up. So I haven't used it yet today. So I was uh, opening all my windows and stuff and set up and it just froze. (laughs) So it's consistent though. We're not getting any worse. You sure sure you're not getting hacked? Yeah. No better, no worse. Exactly the same problems. (laughs) I always have these, I always have these intermittent like, uh, like brain freezes on the computer where just stops, you know, and I'm always like, oh, they're, they're, someone's fetching data on me now, you know, some crawling algorithms coming in. You know, the phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. What if it's sort of broke? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta yeah, fix it. Like, if it's do, you sort fix of it if- do you fix it? <laughs> that, that's when ben? you fix it. You know, I just brought my car in yesterday and I had kind of neglected to take it in. I was just being lazy. Um, so it's, it's like your teeth, you know, like when you're, t- you know, you're, t- you have a tooth problem and you're like, ah, I can, I can get yes, this. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. Worse. You have to go get the tooth problem. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's never going to get better on its own. I don't, sometimes though, sometimes. When? I don't know. I get these it little just nerve doesn't things feel as sometimes. Horrible. That's that's it. It just go you know, for a, for a second, it won't feel as horrible. But yeah, Eden's right. But I just yeah, you God, gotta I go. hate dentist so much. I love going to the dentist because I have this bottom retainer that I just cannot get the plaque off, no matter how much flossing I do on my own. So it's like, and plus, like mildly masochistic, so the pain is like fun. Mm, yeah, you uh, I told you, Eden. Oh, get, yes. what is, get, get a, a scraper for yourself. Masochism, not yes. to not to kink shame, but you're sick, sick, sick. <laughs> Eden, Eden dabbles sick. in masochism. Sick, sick, sicko. Sometimes they hit a nerve, and it's like, ow. <laughs> stereo, stereo, 
How's the stereo live show? What about that jingle, huh? How's how's it been going over there, Was? Um, me and Nando did our first stereo Tuesday um night. It was a late night type of thing because we recorded it at 7 p.m. Well, not late night, but you know what I mean. A lot of people got to get up in the morning. We recorded it at 7 p.m. Western uh, Pacific yeah, so Standard like Time. 9 o'clock on the East Coast already. Yeah, Stereo. 10 on the East Coast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stereo. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so, like but, but, you know, people turned what? out. Um, we had a dope, engaging conversation just about, like, you know, just the current moment and just wokeness and cancel culture and just people not wanting to have fun. And then, of course, because stereo is so dope, you get to leave a voice message in real time. Right. Oh, cool. And so we played and we played and listened to voice messages and answered the questions. And the stuff ranged from how do you make uh, socialism more palatable to your friends who don't give a shit about politics <laughs> to um, what do what do we think about open marriages Wow! <laughs> yeah, Woo. yeah. We we tackled a wide range of conversations on Tuesday, so I can't wait to do our next one. It was just really fun, and I enjoyed it. You know, it's a new experience. Like I, I I've been staying away from these sort of voice, you know, conversation apps because, let's face it, I do the shit every fucking day for work, right? Like just talking into a fucking mic. Um, but this was fun because it was interactive. Like people listening to me and Nando just sort of like sort of work these topics out and then in real time hitting us with, you know, questions, you know, a varying, um, (laughs) uh, uh, you know, relevance, but (laughs) yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to pop in and ask you guys, uh, what you guys think about like all of the attacks on Asians. Lately. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What you mean absolutely. by that? And like how like the media, mainstream media, like has not covered it until like celebrities decide to start like calling them out. Well, you know, wow. you know, the media. <laughs> like, you know, for me, that's obvious to me. What with the media's thing is like, do we think people will care about this yeah. enough to tune in as much as, you know, Britney Spears? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Michael Jackson dangling his baby will run on CNN for hours <laughs> and weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they know people will watch it. Um, something like that, which is affecting the lives of a lot of people and their loved ones. It's like, I mean, this is important, but I mean, you know, ad revenue, dick pills. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's it's the weird, it's the profit motive, Eden. I mean, not to get all... <laughs> Not to get all, you know, um, in my fucking, on my high horse, but that's the profit motive, yo. Like, if if profit is the number one motive over literally any other thing, ever, always, at every turn, that's what you're going to get, you know? Uh, Yeah. Um, Stereo app, thousands of live conversations, wide range of genres for every interest, including news, comedy, sports, and more. You could start your own podcast, people. You could just, you know, just need a friend or just do it yourself. Get your whole family on there. Have them ask questions and, um, you know, talk about your family tree. That's what I'd do. Um, (laughs) But I know that Amin and uh, Zach went for three hours doing Cinephobe. Three Let me tell you, that's just a normal episode of Cinephobe. (laughs) Were you in that mix, Mace? Nah, I was not. I was not on there. Uh, I tried to listen to it today, but 
it wasn't working on the Patreon or whatever. So I'm, I'm sure I'll get a download from what, what transpired on that today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've been putting up the ones that I can onto the Patreon. Uh, we've been doing it, I think every Tuesday, Thursday kind of deal. Um, so stop screaming your opinions into the abyss, people. Um, download the, the stereo. stereo. Download the stereo app. Follow us at stereo.com. What's your username was? Big Waz. I'm Big Waz on every single social media platform known to man. I think it's Talk Hoops, Darth Amin. I'm Jade Aramis if you want to hit me up. Um, I love it. I think, you know, I've been given my pod. I, I started my podcast class last night. Oh, by the way, Maze, I need you for that. And I've been, that's a good actual medium for people that don't have like just built in software and mics and stuff to like do something that would yeah, uh, sure. get you rolling in that direction. So check it out, stereo.com. Um, sorry, I don't think it's stereo.com. Yes, it is stereo.com. Like stereo on the app store? Is that where? Mm -hmm. Not. Yeah, just type in stereo. So not stereo.com? No, it is stereo.com too. Stereo.com backslash Big Waz. Join via that that, that link and give me the credit, actually. Hell yeah. Um, oh my God, Waz! Do you are you wearing a yarmulke in your photo? It's the cool oh, fee, yes. Also, <laughs> yarmulke, <mate. laughs> but yes, there's no difference between the functional difference between a yarmulke and a cool fee. It's funny. still supposed to, it's still supposed to connote seriousness. You see somebody mm. in a yarmulke or kufi, you know to take them seriously. Shalom, no, Big Waz. No. Shabbat shalom, motherfuckers. No messing around. <laughs> Very fuck serious. With me. I'm serious. Uh, hey, we also have a new restricted <laughs> area <laughs> out <laughs> on the uh, athletic YouTube page. You're doing the top nine MVP betting odds for Yes, sir. We, the we talked about the best value picks. So watch the newest restricted area if you want to get rich. Okay, mm -hmm. um, because some of these odds, man, I'm telling you, beautiful value. You can actually beat Vegas with some of this stuff, man. Check out the newest restricted area. Yes, I am your newest gambling expert. Guys, yes. if you know any, obviously, if you've been listening to these freaking shows I've been doing for the past few years, I love gambling. Didn't you guys know that? Tune into <laughs> the restricted area and get it's, the best gambling advice on the Internet anywhere. I found it to be our best episode yet. Quality as we were um as we unmatched. were sort of ramping up here, Jade, I was scheduling my tweets. So unmatched quality, unmatched uh, execution, nothing like it out there. The algorithms holding us back, but that's not going to be a problem. Not for long, it won't. <laughs> but seriously, it's really good. Um, when you think about I, the way I was, I was telling this to the class last night. You know, it's like that type of a show developed. It kind of, you know, has a PTI quality to it. Also has like a highly questionable quality to it. It's really advanced the genre, you know. And I'm not tooting my own horn here. It has um, something that those shows have. The, like the thing with I the mean, ESPN you are shows, tooting your own horn, Jade, but it still can be true. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of being humble. <laughs> um, but like. You know how those shows, they never progress, but that's, you know, because they, they're they successful. And like we were saying earlier, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Um, but it's just an interesting space to be in. Wow. Zach and Waz have really done it well. I just posted on my um, my 
my timeline. I just posted the, the newest restricted area on my Facebook timeline. And what do you know? People wish me happy birthday on here. Like, I can't believe people still do this shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> happy oh, on Facebook? Smokes. Yeah. yeah. Are you not so a big weird. Facebooker? No, no, not at all. Now I just do uh, the cynical post my work thing on there. You know, it's like it's like LinkedIn or something where you know how it does it automatically, or like, right? Is and it's like you get all these people you didn't even know you knew hitting you up. Happy birthday, dude! I'm like, dude I mean, I don't that even was know like who a you thing are. when Facebook first. Like, Bro, when Facebook <laughs> first college, started, it yeah, was that was like everyone. Everyone was like. Tech always posted on everyone's birthday it's like even if it's like you barely had a class with them you're like oh it's their it's it facebook is telling me it's their birthday i should tell them happy birthday hbd on the wall you know what my cyo basketball coach um john odie john well his name is john o'donnell but his name was coach odie he wished me happy birthday shouts to coach odie my man i changed my job title on linkedin like Five months ago, I don't know what it was, but it was long after my job title changed. <laughs> it was just funny. Like everyone's like, "Congratulations, Jade!" <laughs> I'm like, it's about a year in, but thanks, you know. That, I mean, that sums it all up. Like it's it's late, it's irrelevant, it's outdated, <laughs> it's not in touch. Listen, like you want to hear something funny, Coach Odie? I had seen him like maybe. I was probably like 20. I hadn't seen him since I was in like eighth grade because he was my eighth grade basketball coach I, or maybe like ninth grade. Um, and I saw him at a bar out in Queens, uh, local to us. And he was like, if you ever grad- manage to somehow graduate college, I guarantee you I'll get you a job at Condé Nast because that's where he worked the whole time when he was our CYO coach. So I just remembered, I just said, when will you get me some paper from Condé Nash as a reply to his birthday thanks for explaining that inside joke (laughs) (laughs) thank you appreciate it Uh, i'll be here all week maze (laughs) do we have questions from the mailbag maze uh this week is pretty hurt but i of course have the archive um Gonzo Ball at D. Gonzalez 10. Since college classes are starting Monday, what are you guys' best, worst first day of school experiences? Oh, God. Mm. Every first day of school? Like, especially, yeah, every first day of school because a new round of people, especially teach, especially high school because it's teachers and every class you go to is a different group of 35 kids. Yeah. A new round of teachers had to learn how to say my first and last name for the oh, first time yeah and i had to get them to say it right and you know they start squinting at the page when they get to my name and <laughs> yeah. because my last name is l it's in the middle of the alphabet so it's not like it i get it out the way relatable. or i know i'm relatable. in the back of the class so i know it's last <laughs> i'm literally just sitting there waiting for this embarrassing moment where this nice white lady up my name <laughs> chill, chill. did chill. anybody ever same right. same. hit the f-bomb quarter <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jade. But yes. Um, Did yeah, anybody no, they, ever get it right? No, 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 no. Never, say? never, what never. They, what's, what never. would they say? Wasni, Wusni, Wasni, uh, um, just Wasni, and just said no. Of course not. I, wait, I mean, it's not Wasni. Just call you me Wawa. You can't exactly, exactly. 
I don't know. Yo, I think you know I what I just realized? You know what I just realized? Wow. I sent the freaking Condé Nast message to Odie's twin brother, John. <laughs> like a fucking idiot. Sorry, Sorry yo. Odie. <laughs> Sorry, Odie. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I used to have was... trouble sleeping before the first day of school. I because you were have... excited or like? Yeah, just like the anticipation of like something new or like a change like that. I always had trouble like going to sleep. Like I would have trouble like going to sleep before like a flight like in the, the next morning. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I'm always worried that I'm not going to wake up on time. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I just hated leaving summer. And like, dude. <clears throat> Where I live, like, the weather would indicate it in August. And, like, there was, like, right around the August 20th or whatever, you start – things would smell different in the air. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know exactly I remember the the dew on the grass was a big indicator. Um, And uh, I'd never – I don't know. It's just I never looked forward to it. I was always like, God damn it, school. But once I got into school, it was fine. But I remember when I was – when I went to Loomis – Man, first day it was oh, I did not like it. I wanted to quit. I was like, I need to get out of here. You know, I remember just waiting for my mom to pick me up and uh, sitting on the grass by myself, just going, "What am I doing here?" You know, I was just so out of my element. Going from New Britain to like surrounded by kids with mansions, it was yeah. not not pleasant for me. <laughs> I don't super remember, like, the first day of high school, but I do remember that soccer practice started, like, the week before or whatever, and that was, like, my first introduction to the new school and everything, and I remember there was a coach that was, like, a jacked fireman who I don't think ended (laughs) up staying as the coach. Like, he might have just been a coach that year, and I he wasn't my coach, Uh, and they were making us do, like, fireman drills, like, endurance like, you know, the beep test. Do you guys remember the beep test? Wait, what's that? Oh, what is it? It's like you run and there's, uh, there's like, beeps that get slower or get faster and faster. And so you have to finish, like, running the distance. Uh, yeah, so you run between two lines 20 meters apart in time to recorded beeps. And then the beeps start slow and get faster. And you have to like keep beating the beep. Mm. And Never I failed the heck out of that one. Like <laughs> I got beeped, beeped right out of there pretty quickly. Was this like getting in shape for soccer stuff? Yeah, it was it was like, you know, see where everybody's at, kinda like I didn't know you played soccer. Teams. How many years did you play? I mean I played like my whole life, but they put oh, wow. me in goal. Because your height? Because I was tall and slow. Aww. So I was just thinking, like, you know, so, like I probably oh. could have benefited from, like, actually playing soccer. Mace, when since, did you when did you become tall? Or were you always tall? I yeah, was I was wondering that, too. Always tall, man. I mean, I was always, like, one of the tallest in my class. So you never yeah. had, like, a major growth spurt over, like... Uh, freshman to sophomore year of high school, I grew four inches. Okay. Wow. Um, from like six wow. foot to like six four. Yeah, that's that's a that's a decent leap. But there was a a friend of ours who has two kids, 
we saw um, the two kids in, over the past weekend, and one of the kids shot up like six or seven. It was crazy. Like I never I hadn't seen him in like eight months, maybe. No, no, no. Five months? Five months. Since the what, summer. What was his voice sounding like? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah, because he's Hi, he hit the, Yeah, he's got that kind of middle half changed voice. There's no balance. It's either like super high or super low. <laughs> it's going to shock me when my son goes through that. I'm going to be like, oh, no. There's something about that. I don't know. It's like your kid's gone once that voice hits. But I've never felt that way about other people's kids. Like, I never felt that way about my nephew or this kid in particular. I still see them the same. But when it's, I don't know, there's some weird feeling you get when it's your own son going through that, you know. Yeah, because it's like your son is turning into a man. That's like your son, not someone else's. You you look at your son every day, so you don't notice like the super, like you don't have that gap to like notice the super dramatic stuff. It's but, Gracie's I mean, I, birthday this weekend. Ayo. Valentine's Day. Eight. Oh, my God. Happy Eight. birthday, Gray. That's two colleges. Two college careers. But, Today's uh, Grayson's birthday? Sunday. Yeah. Oh, Sunday. Valentine's Day. I remember that day. I was at work. Got the phone call. Christy's like, got the Thai food. Wait a minute. That's <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on, Jade. Hold on. What are you talking about? No, because Christy was going through issues, right? So it ended up being, oh yeah, right. Okay. She was having blood pressure issues. Every time the babies hit five pounds in Christy's belly, she would have issues. Start, her body would start to malfunction. And uh, with Grayson, she went in for a routine check, and the doctor was like, you got to go to the hospital. That's how it went. It wasn't like my – not like the movie scene where the water breaks or anything like, like how that. Much, like how early? Um, Grayson was born – oh, my God. Like a month or two? This. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, like, how early? Saying, I see you You're saying she was waiting for a checkup. Like, he, was he premature? Right, right. Uh, three weeks premature, which is, but she was basically at full term, you know? Um, but in terms of like the, the actual full schedules, Grayson was born three weeks early. Sadie, I think was born two weeks early. I want to say, and I think Josie maybe two weeks as well. So all three of the kids had to come out a little bit sooner than normal. Um, but they're yeah. all okay. Like no, no, they're fine. Like, I mean, issues. Sadie came out. Sadie came out so fast that she had uh, the fluid still in her um, lungs. You know, lungs. Yeah. So we had to keep her till she just couldn't wait to get out. You know. <laughs> I mean, and that I fits always, her personality. <laughs> it, it does. I, I always tell this that when she came out, you know, like with Grayson, you could swaddle him up very easy. And he loved it. He would just go right to sleep. With Sadie, I tried to swaddle her. I got her swaddled. She just like busted right out. (laughs) But I remember she raised her one of her arms up like a, you know, protest fist (laughs) kind of deal. And um, yeah, it was um, Sadie though. I think with Christy, it's with Sadie. 
she came out so fast that they couldn't administer the epidural, you know. And we also were at this hospital, at Hartford Hospital here, where they do, you know, training for residents. And that's a nightmare. I mean, it's cool and all, but you know, honestly, when you're going through like something like this, you're like, do you have to do the teaching now? Can we get the guys here, Can we get the pros? Because <laughs> the person doing the epidural was learning how to do it, and it took forever. Yeah. And, and then Christy was like, I got to have this baby. She's like, you know, she's like, forget about it. So crazy stuff. But eight years, yeah. I can't believe it's been that long. Jesus, Lord. Crazy. It goes so fast. You know, the days are long, but the years are short. Um, what else we got? The bag. You got love questions? Yes, I have just one this week. Um, let me pull it up. By the way, I've been drinking grapefruit juice lately. Does anybody else drink grapefruit juice? No. Yeah. <laughs> Never. What's wrong with grapefruit juice? Uh, it's addictive. I mean, to be fair, I probably it's too acidic, man. I, this I can't is like do it. A, then you don't I hated it since I was either? a kid thing, but yeah, it's too sour, too too acidic. Same, I like orange same. juice. Same. I, I don't. I can't do orange juice because I have like yeah, like I have incredible acid reflux. acid reflux. Like it's too. Oh. It's, my body already builds up too much acid, so like Me those too. kinds of things just send it into freaking overdrive, dude. I, yeah. I can't do it. You ever eat tums? Well, I, I I need something stronger than that. I need Prilosec at the minimum. But really, I need Nexium. <laughs> Careful. Nexium, like the sex cult. <laughs> I need that too. But if you ever make if you ever make pasta <laughs> sauce, was, yeah, um, you drop what you do is you drop a table like a teaspoon of um, baking soda in it. Takes the acid right away. Neutralizes. Wow. It. Really? Yeah. Yep. It's interesting. Yeah, just drop uh, a teaspoon in, let it cook. You'll see these white bubbles forming. And, like, you I can kinda, actually not worry about eating pasta, you know? <laughs> I always have to be like, I don't know, you know? Because it could sometimes pasta could wreck me. I kind of like the, um, like, champagne with grapefruit juice instead of orange juice because, like, sometimes grapefruit juice is less sweet than orange juice. And sometimes... Especially if it's like crap champagne, it can be like kind of like sweeter. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't yeah. like my drinks to be very sweet. That's actually so a great idea. It's like a good like change up a little bit. And also, um gin goes really Ooh. good with grapefruit, like sparkling grapefruit really? flavored drinks. Huh. And I don't like gin. Yeah, I I only one of my friends put me onto like a gin and fresca mix and it was oh like my God. Yo, it's weird because like I don't I don't like fresca because it has like aspartame as like the the artificial sweetener, uh-huh, but yeah. mixed with gin, it kind of like they can't like the the bite of the gin cancels out the artificial sweetener flavor, so it's actually like really good. I don't know, just just throwing that out there. Okay, our one love question for this week is from friend of the show, a confidence man at typed in whatever. Is it a smart idea to ask all of the hard questions of a relationship in the first week of dating or will that scare people away? Hard questions are like the amount of kids you want to have. What is their stance on topics like abortion? Did they vote for Trump? What expectations of a relationship do they have, et cetera, et cetera? 
This is a good question. I think um, it kind of depends on where you are in your dating cycle. Like, what are you looking for? Because if you are just sort of looking to connect with different people and see if someone might be serious or you might want to get serious with someone, then I don't think it's necessary to like lay these things out like very early on. But someone, if you kind of know that you're past that point where you're not really looking for um, just like random flings or someone to like hang out with or like have fun, like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting to the point right away because I, I'm like, if you don't want to waste your time, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if someone is going to be scared away by like, you know, like down the road, big picture questions, like, I mean, it's just like, so for example, I know I eventually want to have kids. So it's like, why would I waste my time with someone that doesn't want to have kids? Like I, is it that hard of a conversation to just go ahead and have, like, I just need to know if, if there's a point in this progressing, like I'm not also, I'm not one of those people, I'm not going to try to convince anyone to change their mind. Like if you don't want to have kids, that's fine. But like I do. So like I would ideally rather just be in a relationship or even just try to date someone that is already aligned with what I want in the long run. So I, I really think it depends on what you're looking for. Um, and what, whatever that is, is fine, you know, for you. Um, but also if you feel like the other person wants to touch on, you know, more serious questions, they might be in a different point, like in the dating arc than you are. So also keep that in mind and, um, be honest though, you know, like if someone asks you questions like this, it's probably because they would like to know if this is going to be a waste of their time or not. Even if it's just something that's fun, like if you're just doing this or fun again, that's fine. But like, just be, um, aware of like, you know, people aren't bringing these questions up for fun. Like, you know, they, it's, it's things that are important to them and I think it's okay. You remember when George and Jerry did the survey with the women? Remember? That? <laughs> <laughs> Forget what that was about, but uh. I think I think you should. It it depends on how far from the general spectrum your views stray, right? Like Eden brought up something nice. Like if you are somebody who wants no kids. You should probably maybe say that a little earlier because you know that most people want to have kids. Or conversely, if you're somebody who wants to have six kids, yeah, <laughs> like a you lot need to say yeah. that up front because most people maybe don't only want need two it or three. Yeah. And, and and don't want it, right? So, you know, or if you're somebody who's like, well, I don't know if I'm ever ever gonna be able to fully do the monogamy thing. You know, you need to say these things yes. up front because they stray like, from uh, what people's succession. general expectations are. You know, so I think it's just this, you know, if if you're within a standard deviation, I don't think you need to go out of your way to do this whole fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it that early, like what they said, first week. Right. Yeah. right. Like me personally, I probably would not bring it up at that point. I think as you get older and those things become more important to you, like, yeah, yeah, you should discuss them first. But then I want to postulate, like, would you ever put it on your profile? Like, if you're on, like, a dating app, like, would you put, like, looking for marriage or, like, not interested in kids? Like, would you put that on your profile? Because that would really, like, you know. 
that's interesting. Focus and I've seen in like put it on their what people before. are looking for. But I feel like everybody's just trying to sell themselves and yeah. kind of remain mysterious on their profile. So they're not actually like being honest and direct. But if you were honest and direct and you're like, uh, Polly Triad looking for a fourth, like you'd probably find what you were looking for a lot easier <laughs> than if you like didn't put that and then tried to spring that on somebody on the first date. So. Well, I have seen people put it on their profile and honestly, it's definitely like kind of off-putting when I see it because I'm like, first of all, did you think like, who are you to think that every single person on this app wants to marry you? Like it's, it's sort of like a, and I, I'm someone who appreciates, I appreciate an ounce of humility. Okay. Like I'm just, I'm not, everyone does, but I do. So yeah, it's hubris. Like Wad said. So it's like, if someone has that in their profile, like I'm just like, First of all, like, I, I seriously doubt that women are just on here being like, okay, so like, do you want to have kids with me and get married? Like, it's, it's kind of gross. Like, I don't think it's a good look. Um, but I don't know if that's my perspective, like female. Well, but if that's what you male. want, you know, like, yeah, put it out there. Like, cause if you, if you have this reaction in, <sighs> and you're like, definitely not, then they've you've saved everybody a lot of time. Right? That's a good point. Yeah. Like and, you're you're not going to you're not going to get as many likes or dates. Yeah. So <laughs> actually down, I'm looking to get married and have kids in your dating profile, but if somebody else wants that, then there you go. Actually conversely, Maze, I don't see it as a negative if someone has it on their profile as a yes, I do want this so much as like I'm not looking for this. Does that make mm. sense? Like So uh no hookups, the no hookups disclaimer you're saying that's not good oh no hookups wait what do you mean <laughs> automatic a lot of a lot of, a lot of girls will just put oh. not looking for a hookup hookup well like, I, mean, I think if you're on a like, hookup app that's i mean it's basically it means kind of, we are never having sex until you commit to me a relationship essentially yeah, yeah. which like swipe left <laughs> yeah like that <laughs> attitude itself is right. not want to hook up with you yeah, uh. yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I see your point. Like, it, it doesn't hurt in that it, it already will eliminate, like, a certain group of people from even swiping, like, matching with you. In dating, yeah, I prefer... Yeah, the drunk ones. To re- <laughs> in dating, I prefer <laughs> to remain, like, kind of, like, figure it out as you go instead of going in with expectations or, like, things you're looking for, anything like that, right? Like... You want to yeah, meet somebody and talk to them and get to know them and then like go from there. It's you don't want to that- go in being like, well, I already it- gave you a PowerPoint of all the things that I want and don't want. Yeah. Like that's not Yo. as fun. <sighs> my God. Yeah, I like this. I wouldn't put it on my profile either, but like like I said, it's it's a it's a, I mean it's a double edged sword. Like I I do sort of like I'm not judging someone entirely on that, but I'm also not not judging. If they have that, like I'd rather run the risk of uh, getting, let's say, a month in with somebody and then finding out that there's a big difference and like going our separate ways at that point. than like doing the prep work, you know, Um, before like going on a date and being like, well, let's see. Do you meet my criteria? I mean. Oh God! The whole thing reminds me of television shows like Seinfeld when George is um, 
you know, so enamored by a woman, he's willing to change his religion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And then, yeah. And then you get like into he, like a meme saying that he loves dogs to go on a date with. Like you, right. you run to people who yeah, lie I mean, to try to get in bed with you because yeah, right. they... They, you know, they think that's what you want. I mean, a guy is so prone to lying that he would say he wants kids, even though he doesn't. You know, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, by the way, Jade, it would even have one. Yes, no doubt. Like, yep. That's how far dudes are willing to carry a lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Commitment. Commitment to the bit. Like Dave Schilling. That was Dave's divorce anniversary, baby. Yo, oh my God. So I'm good. sorry. Dave Schilling justified <laughs> my entire confusion. My whole fucking confusion <laughs> when he first got divorced with his woman. This week, when he freaking posted that two-year divorce anniversary where him, his woman, and his ch- kid have, or his ex-woman, excuse me, have the widest smiles you will ever see on Instagram. The happiest yeah. divorce ever. Ever. And I'm like, no, this, ha- this, this has to be a bit. Yeah, <laughs> when he kept talking about it like this, when it first happened, I was like, I was like, Dave, this is a bit, right? Like, you're not... <laughs> Nope. Everybody was like, what was? Are you a fucking idiot? Who jokes about something like that? <laughs> Clearly Dave Schilling does. He owes me an apology. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny on the pod where like he he was like, No, Waz, like I'm actually divorced. Like literally I'm literally actually divorced. Like and you were like, What? It was just like the most funny like interaction uh, uh, to get to like boring. be on the same shocked. call for. Yeah. But the last also, thing I have to say about um, that question is I think when you are in person face to face, like it is, I mean, also obviously some people are great at bullshitting face to face too, but like if, if you are just having a conversation with someone meeting them for the first time, like unless you are like the con artist type, like I think people are more likely to like, you can tell by people's like re- the way they react, like body language wise, not just like how they react to a question, you know, like instead of just like over like talking on, on a dating app, if that makes sense. Um, so there's, <clears throat> remember this exchange in succession maze when Tom and Shiv are arguing an episode, I think it's the last episode or the second to last on the yacht. Mm-hmm. And Tom says, you told me, you told me you want an open relationship on our fucking wedding night. Yeah. She says, this oh oh you've been stewing on that she says he goes why yes i've been stewing on it i'm not a hippie shiv i don't want to stuff a dildo up my i don't want to do threesomes she goes okay <laughs> and then he goes on our wedding night bang shanghai into an open borders free fuck trade deal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Shiv goes. Funny. It was just an idea. Tom goes. Well, that's that's a biggie. Just to throw it at the altar, you know. I do, I do. But maybe I do. Maybe also demand to gobble the side odd dick. <laughs> the odd side dick. I mean, <laughs> so good. I mean, it's Which, actually kind of a good representation of how. Absolutely. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It's like people are so not themselves when they meet their partners. I'm telling you, you will fall. Once you are together for a long time, you fall into yourself, back into yourself. And that's when things get tricky, you know? So it's almost like, 
the more natural you can go into a relationship, the less expectations you have. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't want to have any expectations. If you like the person, you be with them. I wouldn't mess around with talking about kids or what your religion is. <laughs> yeah. Politics, all that shit's it just sails out the window over the years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man. I love this show. And oh, by the way, so I, I went on a Stanley Kubrick uh trip this week too, Kubrick. you know. Kubrick. And I watched his 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 great film called Barry Lyndon. And um I was like I had, I went into I watched 2001 and Barry Lyndon. Mace, have you seen Barry Lyndon? No, I haven't gotten to that one yet. My dad like super hates it. Um, but there's an int- there's an element that's at play here because it's a movie that's kind of in three parts, just like 2001. And in the third part, Barry gets involved with this woman, very wealthy, you know, super high society woman in Europe, and and uh, yeah, it goes quickly off the rails, you know. But back then, like, it wasn't easy to get divorced. You were kind of stuck with the guy, you know. <laughs> yep. That was it, you know. It wasn't like, you know, take off and leave. You could just kind of, if you fell in love with a countess or whatever she was, you Yeah, kinda, I mean, you were basically you made property. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, it's a, that's a, you got to watch that movie. You got to watch it, man. You'll dig it. It's just Kubrick, man. Kubrick. Um, well, that was great. Thanks, Eden. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the questions. And if anyone has questions, just send them my way, and we will be happy to address them. Uh, Mage, you got an intro. I know about romance. So I found this <laughs> from a while ago. From uh, I think it's from 2017. Bonjour et bienvenue à vendredi sec postal edition de les amis de basket. That's the basketball friends. Je suis votre hôte Antoine. Venons à vous de San Francisco. Prêt à répondre à votre fantastique question nous avons en Los Angeles. Le hôte de Wild Speech. Il est dans le baie. Le sensation ancienne. L'intellectuel noir. Manifestation de la nation communiste. Il fait son argent étant un chéri d'Insta. Grand Rose. Grand Rose. Le numéro 1, fin féminin. Elle parle chinois comme c'est rien. Une joueuse de sport fantastique, expert, idalu. Yeah. Yeah. Et en Bloomfield, Connecticut. Un observateur d'ours amateur. Le conseiller en conspiration. Le maître général des dingues. Il boit du yaourt et il mange de l'herbe. Le mauvais producteur, j'adore. Oui, oui. Oui. Oh, he shoots his scores. <laughs> My dad, when I grew up, how do you grew say in- sesame poulet? Or, um, <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> when, when, when I was growing up, my dad sesame poulet. He, he, he would like you know he wash the dishes. Any mundane ch- uh, chore that my dad would do, it would always involve him like talking to himself, but he's really talking to the audience that's there, like me, you know. And like he'd do, go into this thing where, you know, because he grew up in Canada and he would imitate the hockey announcers, you know? It was just so goddamn funny. 
thinking back on it. At the time, it was extremely annoying, you know, like any son would think of their dad. It was just great. Guy Lafleur, he coming down. The, he do it in French. Coming down the right side, he shoots. He scores. <laughs> dad, man, how high are you today? <laughs> you know, I do the same thing though with my kids. You know, whenever I'm doing like mopping or anything that's like chores, you know, I start rattling off just like random stuff to them. It's really fun. Um, really, really fun. All right, let's go. Let's go to the old TV. What are we? What are we watching here? Eden, what are you watching? Um, I watched Space Sweepers, the movie that I mentioned last week, which is How was it? It was pretty good. Like I thought it was a really good job of um capturing like a wide audience in mind. Like it was sci-fi dystopian sort of, but it wasn't like so sci-fi or dystopian that like only people that really like those types of movies would get. Like, I think they had good, like funny characters. Like there's a kid she's who is like just totally adorable. There's a robot character, which is also like the, those two characters, like totally steal the show. Um, but it was really good. It was like a heart. It's like a good Jade. You should watch it with the kids. Only, only a little bit of violence. Not very much. Um, I thought is it was in English. It's, or it's a uh, foreign language. It's in it's in Korean and English, and uh, there's a little bit of other languages sprinkled in there because this is dystopian Earth we're talking about here, um, they're, where they're like building a like elite colony on Mars where only like you know rich white people get to go, um, <laughs> and like all the other poor people have to like uh, like pick up space debris um, to make like a living, and. So it's like it does a good job of presenting um, sort of like the class systems in this dystopian world um, and just how like the the like the core team comes together. Like they're sort of it's 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 a good movie about camaraderie and like teamwork and um, it's it's moving. It's good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I yeah, like it, I thought it was a really good watch, like really good like family I mean not exactly a family movie but like you could watch you could totally watch it with your family um or just by yourself too it's good good movie <laughs> yeah a listener of ours um suggested that I watch Maddie Matheson's Vice show um Dead Set on Life or I think it was Keeping the Canada I think it was his Keeping the Canada show um, where he visits different like provinces and places in Canada that don't typically get shine, um, but also visits the main places in Canada. This episode happened to be in Montreal, um, but the the kicker was he was doing the um, sort of Jewish parts of Montreal. There's a huge Jewish population in Montreal. You know, a lot of people moved to Montreal. Jewish people did migrating from Europe after World War II. Um, so they have, you know, they have your, your, they run the gamut of your Jewish people, right? Like your Jerry Seinfeld sort of just like secular Jews, your Orthodox Jews, and they have a huge, um, a huge population of Hasidic Jews, right? And, um, uh, this one rabbi guy, um, who's like a liberal sort of rabbi dude shows him around like the kosher eats and tells him sort of the, just teaches him the, the, the doctrine and, and the sort of thinking behind eating kosher and all of this stuff. And it was a cool episode, like really illuminating. And at the end, cause at the end of every episode, he always shares a meal with a bunch of the people that showed him around and he interacted with. And, um, 
he was talking to a kid, well, not a kid, a dude who was 24 years old who had recently defected from the Hasidic Jewish community, right? He was like, I didn't learn, I didn't learn anything. I didn't know English. I had no education. Um, I, all these, all these crazy things. Um, he got married at 19, had a kid at 21. His kid is still in the community. He's basically been excommunicated, all of this stuff. And, you know, they had a really cool conversation because what I didn't know, I've been a fan of Maddie Matheson for probably like two years now. I'm a huge fan of his, his and his story. But I, what I didn't know about his story is that he grew up Mormon. Um, and he grew up in a devoutly Mormon household. So they, you know, they had a nice conversation powwowing about uh, just what it's like to grow up in these sort of hermetically sealed environments where outside world culture information is not allowed to get in, what it's like to leave there, and what it means to have people like that liberal rabbi who, you know, are still trying to keep you connected to the shit that you grew up with and knowing, um, while also understanding that you're on your own path, right? And that you don't, like, we don't have to abandon you just because you're no longer orthodox or you're no longer um, Hasidic, you know what I mean? Um, And I just thought they had a dope, conversation at the end dope powwow um just it was a pretty cool moving episode so whoever you were i forget you're at not to sound like a big time but you're too far down my ads to find you at this point but shouts to you for um linking me to that episode it was fire nice nice hey eden is a wizard of oz allegory in the show sweepers Mm, i don't know i don't think so i just read that in Someone's comment about it. I actually watched The Wizard of Oz this past week. I don't know why that's not considered one of the greatest movies ever made. I mean, it is. What it's are you talking not? about? Oh, it is? Oh, okay. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> I was about to say. Making sure. Wizard of Oz. Underrated. So underrated. So good. Godfather 2. So slept on. Who's talking about it? I mean, I've never seen Gone with the Wind. I don't want to see it. Me neither. Um, Me neither. Same. Same. Um, Stu Gatz's take on Gone with the Wind. It's like a four hour movie. (laughs) How long does it take for the wind to blow away? I I started the wind. Yeah, right. I started the uh, week, I watched this great movie on Showtime. It's called um, Secret History of the Kelly Gang. Excellent movie. One of the best movies I've seen in quite a while. Australian movie about um, uh, the penal penal colonies and how the English brought over these Irish prisoners, prisoners alike from uh, even England, and had them basically, um, you know, perform genocide. On the, well, no, I'm sorry. I'm mixing up two things. That's not what the movie's about. Uh, that's the history of of what the English did. Um, but the movie is uh, really, really good. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. The only recognizable character in it for me was, um, what's his, Russell Crowe. He has a, a part in it. Um, he's the face of the movie, but he's not, it's, it's misleading because it's not about him. It's about the boy. Um, so I highly recommend that. And then I watched, uh, 2001 space odyssey, which I'd never seen before, man. What did you think, Jade? I just thought it was outstanding. It's like, a like it's beyond filmmaking. It's like a true work of art. 
you know. Um, you guys have all seen it? Have you all seen it? No. You never I've watched it? I've, I've seen, seen it on the plane with the sound off. Yeah, so you oh, saw no. it. <laughs> I, I mean, there is, there is, I know what you mean, but, um, man, I just thought, you know, like it's what, you know, when you think and perceive something, oh, you go, I know what that is. And then you see it and it's not nothing like you thought it was. <laughs> and like, I, 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 as I was watching, it, I was, I was kind of like, how come this hasn't crept into like my mainstream enough to where I would recognize some of the things? I mean, how I recognized, but yeah. Have you ever seen the monolith before? Uh, No, I have not. No, I mean, that's surprising. If if I think of a monolith, like I would think of a Pink Floyd album cover first. Um, And the opening, the Dawn of Man scene is just, I, I, I was, showing it to Sadie the other night, just that part, which is like 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just it's so good. So good. Um, it's so, um, you know, like these Kubrick movies, I think that's two and a half hours. Barry Lyndon is three. And like, I just, with, when it comes to movie making like that, there's no, I have no problem. I mean, the longer, the better, as far as I'm concerned, you know, um, there's parts of it where there's no dialogue, lots of parts and no sound, you know, yeah. the sound is off because he truly treats space the way it is. You know, you know, movies, you're hearing explosions when they're fighting and all that. He uses the, you know, you don't hear anything in space if you're up there um, unless you're contained. But um, I love the, 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 the second section with the guy who goes up to the base. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, <clears throat> and it's funny cause you can always see in Kubrick movies stuff from the other, other, other Kubrick movies, you know? Uh, so when that guy goes up, it really reminded me so much of the great, greatest part of shining when he's getting interviewed for the job mm-hmm. and he goes into the guy's office and then he shows him around. It was like, wow, it's very, very similar, you know? You're always like, there's all these callbacks to other other movies that he does, but I mean, it's a masterpiece. I can't Jade, believe you it should, took me this long to see it. You should check out Tarkovsky. What's that? Movie. Yeah, that's next. That's next for me. Uh, I've had that on my list and for a there's while. There's been like a lot of uh, comparisons, yeah, between he, um, Solaris <laughs> and Space Odyssey, Space Odyssey, and just like their their styles. Um, there's like there's some really interesting reading and YouTube I, videos about that, but I mean I feel 1972. like 1972. You already watched Stalker, right? Yes. Oh, same yeah. director, same Tarkovsky. Guy. Oh, yeah. definitely. I'm definitely. Yeah, I was this. like, you gotta, you. I feel like you, you gotta check him out. Um, but like Scorsese, I'm sorry, um, Kubrick, uh, like was a true artist with with film. You know what I mean? Like nobody is doing the stuff that he does, you know, at all. It's too risky, you know, <laughs> like some of the, the speed at which the movie moves is insanely slow, you know, it's at, at points. It's so abstract. It's so psychedelic, but I related to it fully in the, in how it's expressing, you know, spirituality and man and, and, and God, that's, ex- it's kind of how I feel like it really, you know, even the end, 
the end scene reminded me of a DMT trip, you know, going down the wormhole, stuff like that, and and being displaced from your your present being into some other place, you know. I was like, I totally get this. <laughs> but it's just, it's a real, like, it's like something like that only I could equate to something you would see in a museum that's so high art that um, it's not even a movie. But it's like, I think it was the first, like, real science fiction film, right? 2001. Uh, I mean, it's not the first because, like, there was, they were doing, like, you know, B-movie space stuff at that point but it is it's nine years before star wars and it still holds up like oh dude i I couldn't believe the actual detail of the ships it's crazy beautiful and then you remember in the in the scene the jupiter mission actually there's four parts to the movie yeah uh the jupiter mission um when you it opens up with the guy running yeah I was like, how the hell did I could not figure out how he filmed all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the, the Nolan thing of like having like the, the set on the set is like built to move. Right. So it's like a practical effect. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I was just the, the way the um, stewardess going upside down. It's Mm -hmm. just amazing. It's really it's something and, you can watch yeah, and like over the, and over and over. The Donna Man stuff um, with the background, the way that he shot it, uh, like it's rear projected. Right. So that's like a super, it's like the best it looked. It actually like looks pretty detailed and like uh, gives it a lot of depth to the, the shot, even though it's shot on a soundstage. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I didn't realize that until I look, I was looking at stills. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I see what he did there. He's so good at it, though, because, like, that was a technique that was employed. And when you see it, you're just, it was in Karate Kid, for crying out loud. Yeah. And and it's just, like, terrible. <laughs> it's just like, God. Uh, actually, when I was watching Wizard of Oz, I was looking at, like, in the opening scene, the backdrops are all paintings. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was amazing, you know, because you really feel – the environment, even though it's a, you know, it's just the stage really well done. But yeah, I mean, 2001 watch, you got to check this out, man. Yeah. So I would good. love to, would you watch it on? Did you get it VOD or how do you on? It? It's on HBO. HBO. Max. Oh shit. Okay. Word. Once you I'll start, it's like with, with, this week. with, with, so, I mean, so this hard. is not the case with clockwork for me. Cause I just couldn't fall into that one. But with Kubrick generally, it's just something about the pacing that just brings you in. And then you're just like stuck. You can't stop. <laughs> you, know? you can't stop watching. So that was it for me. Yeah, I started Mad Men. For the first time ever? For the first time. Mm, that was nice. It. And uh, it's it's good. It's, it's very much a mood show. Yep. I would not say that I've been extraordinarily compelled by any of the plot stuff in the first. Because I'm like little over halfway through season two at this point, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Damn, have they dispensed with the who is Don Draper shit yet by then? They, they teased that out in the first season, like, pretty early on. Okay, um, so the they're Dick just like, Whitman all right, we're stuff. done with that. Yeah, we're done with and, that. End of first season, you see him steal the dog tags in the war. Spoiler alert. 
Um, but, but yeah, like that's like the, that's an ongoing thing. And then there's like Peggy's baby is an ongoing thing from the first season. But I, I like, I really like the, the tone. It's a really good tonal show and the characters like they, they spread it around. And like, obviously the, just the, the best thing about it, I think for me so far is the, the look back on misogyny and the way that they develop the female characters. And it is kind of like a <clears throat> female centric show in its perspective, in the way that it shows just kind of how men are trash more or less. And like Peggy has started to work her way up in to a junior copywriter and like is rising in the ranks. And they just did an episode with Joan where she like realizes that, she has like talent in terms of like analyzing television scripts and yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a good thing to, to bite off a large chunk and, you know, something to put on. Cause I was really struggling with that kind of bouncing around. So I'm, I'm enjoying it and got a couple more seasons to go. I think they had seven. Yeah. But yeah just uh, Jacob, lots of lucky Jacob strike cigarettes. me from that. Show. Lucky Strike cigarettes and, and brown liquor. That's all. Jake said all it was too, too melodramatic. What, Mad Men? Yeah. Yeah, it could be, for sure. At times, especially when it's like suburban rich people problems. It's like, really? <laughs> but <laughs> right. I think... Um, Soap opera. I don't know. I think some of the, the themes of the show are pretty dope. And I think the dynamic that they craft between Peggy and Dom... Like, as the series goes on, it kind yeah. of becomes about them two. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting. Yeah, because they already have, like, they're already trust each other on a level that nobody else is getting. Right. Like, they both know secrets about each other at this point. So there is definitely a strong bond there. Um, I, don't, I, I mean, I have a long way to go, but it, it's not close to, like, cracking my top five. Of all time yeah, shows. Yeah, super understandable. Especially by this point, like, by by now, like, I mean, Succession has to be in the top five now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. since this show has ended, so much fire has come out. So I get that. I think a lot of what, um, like, it, it is really well made. I, I will say that. Like, the, obviously, production design and, and like, just the filmmaking and the the writing I think are all strengths, but just the subject matter doesn't make it elite to me, but it's, it's, I'm enjoying it. Definitely gonna, gonna stick with it. There's uh Judas and the watch- black Messiah comes out today with uh, Daniel Kiluya and Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. I have to watch that. There's also a Carrie Mulligan watch movie called. Watch Comrade, Maze, SMH. <laughs> Promising Young Woman starring Carrie Mulligan. Uh, is also out. That's supposed to be uh, pretty good. She's a, a woman living a double life, giving her a chance to right wrongs from the past. Wow, that's never happened before. <laughs> McLovin is in that. My friend said uh, McLovin is in that movie playing. Yeah, I've seen the preview. And I mean, and WandaVision watch- is good, and I'm enjoying it. It it, it picked up. So there you Did go. Did you watch the latest? Um, Your Honor. I bailed. I bailed on Your Honor. 
Oh man, it fell it fell apart, man. Fell yeah, I could kind of see that coming. God damn. <laughs> I did it. not feel like solid three episode run there. Um, but damn, it's, it sucks. <laughs> it's it's not good. It'd probably be like good ending, one of those shows <clears throat> where it kind of wraps up well, but uh, it does annoy me. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it, it me. seems like it's still kind of uh, a fallow period in terms of television. Like, there is just not, there isn't like a big show coming out soon that I can think of. Where are we with uh, Bloodline? When's that coming out? <laughs> Bloodline? Bloodline has been done for like four years, Jade. Is it over? They left it with a cliffhanger. <laughs> what are you? T- what are you talking about? There is the cliffhanger where the the the, the troublemaker cokehead brother Third kills somebody. Third and final season came out in 2017. That was the end. I didn't know that. <laughs> where's Where's Bloodline? I was just waiting for it because it's one of those <laughs> shows. Um, what else is what is is Peaky Blinders still going on? Yeah, so I heard something about how Peaky Blinders is going to have a movie and then spinoffs, which oh. is wild. Because I was, uh, I really liked the first like three or four seasons, and I feel like it was still kind of underrated at that point. And then I did not watch the most recent one. Uh, How many seasons? What's the most recent season? Like what number? Most recent season is five. Okay. I was just wondering. And that's when I think Anya Taylor-Joy joined the show, the girl from Queen's Gambit. But yeah, there's a, it was announced the sixth season would be the final series. There's also going to be a movie. And then there's going to be spinoffs. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, baby. During 2020, rumors emerged linking Rowan Atkinson, a.k.a. Mr. Bean, to the role of Adolf Hitler. Mr. Hitler. Um, Trying to figure out this documentary by Adam Curtis is out. Blood can't get you out of my head. I'm trying to figure out how to play it here. It's on BBC, but it's on something called an iPlayer. What the hell, man? You gotta do this to me. Um, yeah, there might, there I, might actually be too many things now, you guys. Also, did watch um, a great documentary on because of the movie I was watching on Showtime. I'm telling you, people, these English, these English people, they're fucking out of their mind. <laughs> they're so crazy like when you think i'm not too well versed on actual colonial history and i just had no idea what they did to these to the aboriginal people in australia it's shocking shocking so very similar to what was going on in the united states as well but worse worse um and uh, i was really taken aback by that they're crazy though. Like what the stuff they would do is just nuts. When you think about um, all the, oh, even in Barry Lyndon, man, there's scenes that you know because it takes place during the Seven Year War, Europe, and um, you just you get a really good document of 
society, especially the upper class. And there was that period in time when, you know, when men were wearing blush and makeup, (laughs) they would doll themselves up and it's just, it's so weird. You know, to yeah, me, like, like British Parliament, like wearing wigs, like yeah. only wearing wigs. Yeah. And it's the same, you know, it's the same power structure that's still in place. It just looks different, you know. Um, But you see that and you're like, it's strange. <laughs> and the thing, too, is like, you know, they had they had the, you know, they would they would bring all these prisoners on a ship, you know, and. They would guard them with their Marines, their elite military forces, you know, and um, get on to the, you know, to the land, make, you know, they had their little Thanksgiving. That's, you know, that's a thing in Australia, that story too. Um, And then they start breaking treaties, you know, (laughs) it's the same thing. And then start pushing them further and further away. Um, It's really... And then the missionaries come in to try to convert them to Christianity. It's just crazy. It's really crazy. Wow. So there is a there is a show coming out next week called Young Rock, which is a sitcom about that. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Link me to that. Oh, I was actually going to joke and say, is it a is it about <laughs> young <laughs> young Dwayne Johnson? It actually is. It's it's about him in 2032 running for president, and then there's three others like he's looking back at three other stages of his career of his life. What? <laughs> what? The- yeah, uh. I, yeah. Listen, man. Um, I I loved. I was obsessed with the with wrestling still by the time The Rock had his like ascent from just being a little like side character in the nation of domination and you know sort of breaking out into being his own star. So I'll always have love for The Rock because he came along at a time that like I was obsessed with wrestling in the attitude era and you know DX and Stone Cold and all of that stuff, right? Like I, I was, I was a huge wrestling fan at that time, but like, The Rock's public persona makes my skin itch, man. Like the, oh, the it's, it's so manicured and crafted, and there's just no honesty about anything he does publicly. And I'm just, it's just not for me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know why I would watch his executively produced TV show, quote unquote, about his life. It's all propaganda because you know motivated. he's running for president one day. Gotta get motivated. Like like the whole rock running for president thing. Now he's now he's like getting too meta and making a show about it happening in twelve years. Like, is he even gonna wait twelve years? I'm kind of confused at the concept. He's gonna run, and he's gonna run as a Republican. That's the that that that's what's really gonna fuck the game up. (laughs) That's what's really gonna throw the Matrix out of order. Like, he's gonna run as a celebrity. A black one, black and Samoan celebrity, um, but he's gonna run as a Republican and watch. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> it's gonna be all fucked up. <laughs> well, this is gonna be like what? You can't. I mean, what you gonna you gonna call me racist? You gonna call me X, Y, and Z? I'm black and Samoan, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, all right. Well, anything else, peoples? <laughs> did we do any questions this week? I think we yeah, did one. Maze did a couple of questions. Is there any more, Maze? Is there any more? Yeah, the Two Stonians pod at Two Stonians pod. How long before you just stop hanging out with a friend who won't stop being problematic? What's the line? Where's the line? Well, I mean, I've been friends with Waz forever. Jokes write themselves, but I, I mean, it depends on what type of problematic yeah, you're it, talking it about. Totally like, does. like, I remember, you know, I remember I knew a homie that years ago who just could not stop complaining about Chinese people. Oh, we owe the Chinese government. The Chinese are doing, you know, the Chinese, when they start a business out here, they don't have to pay taxes. And Chinese, I'm just like, you know, at first, of course, you're just like, I mean, whatever. I don't really know any Chinese people, so I don't really care. But then it becomes like, yo, like, this is, you have a problem, sir. Like, there's something wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? And it affects your, the way you view the person and whether you want to hang out with them or not. Like, I, when you see somebody acting weird, you should absolutely examine it. I think it's, especially as dudes, we have a tendency to be like, oh, this is such and such and brush it off. But when you see weird behavior like constantly, constantly, constantly arising, like it's behavior that departs from every other person in your life, you need to look at it and take a hard look and be like, is this something I want to be a part of? So I'm like, for real, for real, especially as you get older, you know? Yeah, I think that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, there's always yeah. a line for I, I think it's, types, so. it comes down to when you're enabling them. Yeah. Like if, if yeah. your friend is problematic... Like, obviously, you could be problematic in the sense of just, like, saying problematic stuff, in which case you're enabling them, I guess, by not telling them that it's fucked up. (laughs) But I was thinking problematic more in the sense of, like, you know, uh, abusing substances or, like, you know, inappropriate behavior, like, out in public, like, pre-COVID. Yes. Actually, so along those lines, like, I think... Like, I've had to draw lines for myself when I'm like, this person is going to get me arrested because (sighs) of their recklessness. Like, I cannot, like, I just have too much, like, on the line. Like, I cannot get arrested. Like, that is, like, the line that I draw. Like, I cannot, my parents cannot think that I went to jail, you know? Like, um, and if the risk becomes, like, this person's recklessness starts to extend to those that are also around them, that is a hard line that I have had to draw for myself in the past. I'm just like, I can't be around this person anymore. Like they just don't follow any of the rules, the, you know, just the guy, the general guidelines that you're supposed to know when like where the lines are, you know, when the lines are in in front of you. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's just, I can't, that's the line for me is I can't, let my personal safety become endangered um, by I mean, someone else's have recklessness. Different lines, you know. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. You have to draw the lines for yourself. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. For me, but, it's I mean, like some, if if it's become if it gets to the point where someone's recklessness is going to get me, like them and the people around them, like possibly arrested. Like, I'm not hanging out with them anymore. I'll just say like, you this. just can't can't be that stupid about certain shit. Like, I've always had friends in my life If when I was a young kid, when I was a teenager, into my 20s, that had lines that I couldn't get to. 
and I appreciated it because <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like it was, I don't know, like looking back on it at the time, I was probably really like, we can't do this. Though. We can't be doing this. Yeah, we can, Jade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can. You know, only I know the specifics and the details of this, right? Yeah. But the young kid, when I was in my, you know, 11, 10, 11, 12, I had to withdraw myself from these people because, you know, they were crazy and ended up murdering people. <laughs> so, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think so murder sometimes- is the line. Got it. Well, no, because it wasn't murder at the time. It was other stuff that you could just see it was going in a bad direction, you know? Well, yeah. And I also think, like, sometimes, like, the younger you are, the, like, I mean, that's really young, but I just mean, like, sometimes when you're younger, like, say, late teens, early 20s, like, you don't feel like you have as much on the line to lose as you do when you are, like, 30. You know, like it's yeah, if you no, have a now. career or a reputation that you have, like our family, like you can't oh, do yeah. some of the dumb shit that you used to do or just associate like and I've also um, like regarding just people that say problematic things like I've, I think it's one of those things like I don't think I necessarily um, notice it when it happens. But it's just like if someone's like constantly oh. making like board like not even borderline, but just like racist jokes. Like you just don't want to be around them anymore at some point. Like it gets tiring to call them out on oh, it. Yeah. And well, that's, it, that's it's just stupidity. like, yeah, but I just yeah. mean like, I don't know, like going back to the question, it's like, there's not like, I, I don't know if it's ever like a conscious decision so much as just like, it just becomes tiresome. And it's like, I, I just don't have the energy to want to be around oh, that type oh, of, of all the people that got me beyond these lines at one point, I'm not friends with any of them anymore so yeah it was like a time and a place space thing you know but um i don't know it's it's something you're gonna be you know i'm watching right now is the uh jesse james movie with um brad pitt oh the assassination and that's kind of like what it was when i was growing up is like the bad kids were cool you know and um uh, it's tough. It's tough to know what your lines are when you're younger. As you yeah. get older, you, you know, I'm like, now I know my lines for sure. Um, I would like to cross them. I'm just too old to, <laughs> you know, by the way, I have a question. Is Brad Pitt a good actor? Here we go. <laughs> Is he? Here we go, man. Uh... Oh, Tell me man. why he's not, dude. No, answer <laughs> oh, your own question oh, first. I love the here we go. Oh, that, that was, like I'm watching the like, and that you know who else is in it? Who I just I I, I want to like him, but I just he drives me nuts. Is Affleck there? Casey, the, the little Casey, one. Yeah. Like, oh. I'm a fan of Casey's, but I, yeah, just, go ahead. I just feel like you know Brad's always playing Brad. You know, it, it's to like degree, I actually yeah. I watched an hour of Twelve Monkeys too. Right. And I'm like, it's too much what he's doing in that movie. It's a little too much. Right. The, with the hands, you know, <laughs> remember the 12 monkeys. Yeah. It's I just, remember 12 I, just monkeys. I just, he never draws me in where I'm like, wow, this is another character. It's always Brad Pitt, you know? 
And I'm like, does he know how to act? I don't know or if he is does. That, like, I, don't I know. think is that's that his that job as a movie star is to always give people that Brad Pitt charm as much as he can because that's what people pay for. Yeah. Um, but I think he can act for sure. I don't think he's fucking really? Michael B. Jordan. That's that's <laughs> like that's for sure. And yes, drink know, like at home. I dissed Michael B. Jordan today on the podcast. Like, I actually <laughs> feel I, I I I don't really like his parts in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, you know? come on. Oh, man. Wow. Nah, I don't know about that. Wow. No one's, no one's with me here? Eden? Wow. Eden, what do you think? Am I wrong? I I don't know. I, I haven't watched very many of Brad Pitt's movies, but I mean, I like, you know, I like the Fight Clubs. I like the whatever other movies. Did you like Interstellar? Yeah, yeah Interstellar. I liked not Interstellar. That's not Brad Pitt. Ad Astra? I'm just saying, like, I don't like I mean, I can't like name you his catalog. Like, I don't. But I mean, like, I haven't ever watched a movie and been like, this is just like Brad Pitt. Like, I've been like, this movie is good. Like, it's I don't it doesn't stand out for me as bad. I want to like him. I I find him charming. I I like him. And I I know I like him in Glorious Bastards. Like even Tom Cruise, who has the same kind of thing, is is a. He's just a better actor. Like he takes you away into like who is this character? I don't. I just don't ever feel that way with. Uh... I uh, think you the watch... only movie that I I thought I was gonna like that Brad Pitt was in that I ended up not liking was like uh-huh. Burn After Reading. That's the Burn. only movie that I could think Burn of. Burn After Reading wasn't really for me, but I might need to revisit that. It was, I, I I remember being like, I kept yeah. being disappointed. Like I thought it was he's hilarious be in that movie. Though. Funny. Yeah, I think it was more the movie. That's the thing. He's always hilarious. Like I thought, he's not. He's not always hilarious. No, I mean, Club wasn't hilarious. Which one? Fight Fight Club. Club? It was a little bit. One of the things on him is that he's he would like to have the career of a character actor, but he's so handsome that he's not really allowed to play character actor parts. He did that in, in, in Benjamin Button, didn't he? But that's the star of the movie, though. Mm, gotcha. You know, like he'd like to be. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like a, a Steve Buscemi part, or right, a, yeah. right, right. You know, right, something so like that. He has to do like a monster thing, like that, like Charlize Theron did, where she like makes herself ugly for the role. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or yep. like um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character pounds. in Boogie Nights. Yeah, like you, Brad exactly. Pitt would never get that part no. because he's too handsome and he's too much of a star. But, you know, the closest he gets to do is stuff like in Ocean's Eleven, uh, where he's, like, not the main, main guy. You don't think he's incredible in the Ocean's movies? He's Jade? incredible in those movies, Jay. Yeah, I've never like, seen I those. I like Ocean's Eleven. Wow. Like, well, he hates Soderbergh, so he, wow. like, that's he an automatic Soderberg. cross-off. All three we, of we've come full circle here on the pod today. <laughs> <laughs> like, the weirdest he gets to be is, like, in Snatch, yeah. when he's doing that, like, Oh, love Snatch. Did accent. like that. Did like that one, or like that when was like great. a pikey or whatever he is in Snatch, the pop yeah. head in True Romance. Oh, you know, great. like he. Steals. I'm just saying, like I mean, I want to watch this Jesse James, but I'm just like I can't get into it. You know, can't get into it. It's supposed to be really good, and um, and then Casey Affleck, ugh, something about him, he's phony to me, and I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if it's just because I'm older and I see these. People as like more my peers, you know what I mean. Whereas when you watch old movies, you're like, "Oh, it must be great," you know. He's ninety, <laughs> whatever it is now. I don't know. I just I want to like. I want to like Brad. 
you know, he did some really funny stuff with Jackass, right? You know, you remember that? I don't think I saw that. No, where I don't. it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. It's, it was done with Spike Jones, where they Brad Pitt shows up at this movie theater and just starts standing in line. And like, you know, like just like out of the blue. And people are like, oh, it's Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, right? And then all of a sudden, this white van pulls up and they abduct him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Jackass funny. was a time. He's clearly like, you know, smart guy. Just, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe the bit role is better for me than it is the main. Um, but it doesn't I mean, make you, I don't know. It doesn't make me feel like any emotion sometimes. Just like, I mean, yes, he definitely, like the generic Brad Pitt part is like very handsome, very charming guy who just kind of smirks at you and like, doesn't you know like in once upon a time in hollywood you know like taking the shirt off on the roof like hopping up on the roof it's a very yeah. brad pitt thing I gotta watch every that. tool belt every like money watching. ball like is he's that good, so that good movie? in money ball that's just like him being brad pitt oh there you go that's probably yeah that was very good dug that one yeah i think that's might be his best acting right there he's i mean he's awesome in that movie yeah Brad Pitt yeah. is awesome. Brad Pitt is awesome. You're wrong, Jay. I, I, I'm with it. I'm totally with it. I'm not saying I, I don't want to have this feeling. Like I Brad. Don't wanna, I don't want to feel this way. Why are you making me feel these feelings, oh, no. Brad? Um, all right. What else? We got one more? One more question? All right. Uh, hold on. By the way, Solaris, it's on HBO. Yeah, Solaris, the Tarkovsky is also on HBO Max. So is 2001. That's quite a double feature right there. JR, quadruple J, Shibato, do you like slash have a favorite thing embedded in a logo? There's an arrow in the FedEx logo. The Milwaukee Brewers logo is an M and a B. And people Mm. are chipping a dip in the Tostitos logo, which I have no idea. Wait, Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! There is an arrow. Never saw that. Man, Wait, what's the I other have one? No idea. Oh, Look up Tostitos right now. It does. There. It is. Oh my god! I can't believe I've never noticed that. That's pretty cool. What does it have? A chip? It's two people, people dipping, a, dipping chip. a chip. Is it better or worse when people don't notice oh, it? Oh wow! That's fire. That's fire. Wow. That is fire. That That's art. It's good. It doesn't seem overt, right? Oh, my God. I've never seen that in my yeah. whole life. <laughs> I've eaten a lot of Tostitos. Let's see. Yeah. This, this just makes me feel completely blind. Yeah. I know. I don't I see like this. This is not so the type of thing it. I notice. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. There's. You look at Wendy's. Wendy's collar. You can see the word mom because it's. The founder's mom was named Wendy. Ha ha. The 31 and there's a 31 in the Baskin Robbins logo because they have 31 flavors. Yeah, I've seen that, that one I knew. Um, yo, so the KFC logo, it, it's like the kernel with the bow tie, but it kind of looks like it's a little person, like a little stick figure. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, the Beats logo is a profile <laughs> shot of a head with headphones on. Oh yeah, the yeah the KFC logo looks like it's his body. Yeah, like the bow tie, oh, 
It looks like little Amazon, legs. <laughs> Amazon's arrow connects the A and the Z. This is fascinating. Yeah, shouts to logo makers. It is not easy. It's a fine art. Yeah. Do you know who did the Mountain Dew logo? No. Shepard Ferry. Mmm. <laughs> he got paid like a million dollars for it. Sell out. I know. <laughs> right? I, really I mean, looking at the history come on, man. Of like how Maybe I'm making that evolve. up. Let me check it. Maybe I better make sure. that that's When you become true. like an artist on the level of Shepard Ferry, you just take the checks, man. What do you, what do you mean? Yes, it was. True. It's true. These kids got to eat, too. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. What was the question about those, though? Do you have a favorite one? Oh. I mean, doesn't seem like we even... I was like, I might have to come back. I, I might have to like, bring stuff. one back next week or something. Because it's it's not... I feel like it's something, one of those things, like, I know when I am thinking about it, but it's hard for me to, like, just, just, just come out with one on demand right now. Like, I mean, the, I'll just tell you right now that the Count the Dings logo is actually me in a hat. It's not a bell. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? All right. I, I think we, I think we, we've I'm telling there you go. It is now, baby. Uh, by the way, check a little out, harder. Check no. out the latest uh, Ethan pod, House of Strauss with Andrew Bogue. It's very good. Oh, nice. It's really, really good. Um, a I lot of good stuff. Check out the latest restricted area. That too. Check out that. Check out all the athletic NBA show stuff. Keep supporting us. Patreon. And like thank those you very vi- much. Like that restricted video when you watch it. Please like it. Like it. Like it. I'm gonna post on Patreon nice. for people that don't go on Twitter. And uh, have a good uh, week. Uh, Mace, you want to wrap it up? Four. Big Waz, Eden Lou, Jade Hoy. I'm Anthony Mays. See you next time on the mailbag. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, peace. Bye. Yo, Rob. Yo, Amin. What's the biggest complaint I always have whenever we record these podcasts? Besides Jerv being too sleepy, um, I think it's you forget to name a couple things. You always want to talk about some extra stuff. Oh, man. It's the worst feeling in the world. When we get done and we say cut and I'm sending the files to Rob and I say, shit, I forgot we were going to talk about this topic or that topic. Well, guess what? We're not going to have those problems anymore. If you go ahead and download the Stereo app. That's right. Go to Stereo.com slash Darth Amin and make sure you are linked and subscribe to us. And we're going to talk about all of the different things that I always forget about. This is a great app. Every time you guys are listening to this pod, you say, oh, I wish I could chime in. But you're listening to a pod. You can never chime in. It's pre-recorded. Guess what? With Stereo, you're able to have your voice heard. You can ask real-time questions about either the pod episode we recorded or whatever we're talking about at the time. It's great. It's a forum. For you to listen to your favorite podcasters, that'll be me and our, yours truly all at the Count the Things Network. And we're going to be out here. We're going to do this regularly, multiple times a week. Just hop on stereo.
Download the app. Subscribe. Follow Darth Amin. Follow Talk Hoops. Follow Trayvon. Follow Big Waz. All of us. You know who we are. You search for us on the stereo app. You will find us and subscribe to us and be a part of these conversations real time. Have the ability to ask the questions that you want to ask. Stop us when we're on some bullshit, as we are frequently. And, of course, catch some content that goes above and beyond what you listen to in the podcast you already love. Again, that is the Stereo app. You can follow me, Stereo.com slash Darth Amin. You can look up everybody else by their handles. Their handles are all the same as what we have on social media. You join us multiple times a week. I love Stereo. I'm on the app talking all the time. Follow me and get notified every time I go live. Inquisitiveness as to how a human being can place himself in such jeopardy, not only with willingness, but with anticipation. Jeopardy. Are we, old friend? The jeopardy I face comes in shadow. Yours happens to be much more real. But of the two, there isn't much choice. Did you happen to drink milk this morning, Harvey? What was the strontium-90 content of the glass? And has it occurred to you that the things you've been eating over the last couple of years might be turning your bones into sawdust? Oh, Harvey, speak to me of jeopardy, if you will, but don't make it sound as if I have an exclusive franchise on the calculated risk. You and I both share this dubious distinction with several million of our peers who inhabit the 20th century. And you don't care for the 20th century? I do not. I will now tell you as succinctly as possible how I classify the times. We live in a cesspool, a septic tank, a gigantic sewage complex in which runs the dregs, the filth, the misery-laden slop, the race of men. He takes his prejudices, his passions, and his...